Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. A Game Warden's children's book, titled A Cowboy in the Woods, is a story of Bobby, a boy who spends the whole summer observing wildlife, writing notes in his notebook, fishing with his dad, and keeping track of all the animals in his neighborhood, while trying to solve a neighborhood mystery, what he discovers is more than just an appreciation for the natural world. The idea for this book came from Wayne Saunders' own childhood experiences, growing up and exploring the woods and streams and lakes and ponds of his native New Hampshire. The love of nature instilled in his childhood led him to a career as a conservation officer. Wayne Saunders is a retired lieutenant conservation officer from the New Hampshire Fish and Game Department. Lindsay Webb is a naturalist, wildlife biologist, and environmental educator. Together, they collaborated with wildlife artist Ashley Mares to produce The Cowboy in the Woods, the story of a boy whose love of nature leads him in unexpected directions. Available at wardenswatch.com and Amazon. Warden's Watch Podcast is now on Patreon, combining the Thin Green Line Podcast and the Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon to bring member-exclusive extra content both video, audio, and with product deals as well. Become a member to support our podcast and get something extra. Search Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. 
Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join HuntOfALifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit HuntOfALifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures, protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. Bonus podcast. Hunt New Zealand with Brad Daniford. And boy, after that first uh, episode, I know you guys mm-hmm. were just waiting on the edge of your seats for the second round of New Zealand and learning about New Zealand, worrying about the enforcement in New Zealand, working about the fisheries, the wildlife, uh, just a really dynamic conversation we have had with Brad. Yeah, it's been great, man. And, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a, a unique special episode given a, a long, you know, relationship across the across the pond, so to speak, with Brad. And some of the stuff, not only that he's done in the field as far as enforcement work, but training, you know, uh, training on a, a large level of trying to coordinate good training, update tactical level proficiency, and and kind of modernize and be part of that mindset overseas that, of course, we have been pushing on this side of the pond in the U.S. for so many years. So there's that element, too. And I can't get enough New Zealand stories, Wayne, just <laughs> having been over there. And, and he keeps dangling the carrot to come back, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's on my bucket list for sure. Yeah. Uh, after this podcast, it was just epic. Yeah, it kind of pushed us over the edge. And it's it's a place that I think everybody should visit at least once to see the beauty and the grandeur of that great province. But at the same time, uh, get some hunting, get some fishing in, and just, it, just be around those waterways. That's all I can say. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And having been all over the globe on some pretty cool hunts thus far, it, it's definitely in the top three. And, nice. and Brad kind of kind of brings that to us. So check it out and uh, get over there if you can. It's it's absolutely worth it. No, that that that's just great. And you know the thing with the thing with the thin green line and Warden's Watch for 2022, we've come into it with Jay Crafter from Invictus Canine that does a lot of African work, and now we're in New Zealand. So 2022 has gone international and gone really quick international. So it's it's a pretty exciting thing that we can share these stories from around the world at this point on our podcasts. 2022, we've come into it with Jay Crafter from Invictus Canine that does a lot of African work, and now we're in New Zealand. So 2022 has gone international and gone really quick international. So it's it's a pretty exciting thing that we can share these stories from around the world at this point on our podcasts. Oh, so we're 
Back with Brad Danenford from New Zealand, and we started talking about hunting, and I just had to share this with the listeners because uh, New Zealand sounds like a, a really cool place to go and uh, to spend some time hunting. And this goes for non-residents too, right, Brad, or is it just for New Zealand people? Yeah, yeah. No, you. the only thing that, you know, I think we said earlier, the only thing you need a license for in New Zealand is uh, duck hunting and uh, trout fishing. And there is a only in the last couple of years they've introduced a non-resident license for trout fishing but in terms of duck hunting you can come over here and you know the the limits are pretty generous um where where i am uh you can shoot 20 ducks a day some places like down in southland i'd I'd have to check what their regs are down there but uh, a couple of years ago their limit on mallards was like 25 mallards a day pretty uh <laughs> there's lots of ducks i used to i used to i used to live for duck hunting and uh i i would most years or i can't think of many years where i didn't shoot over 400 ducks a year uh 500 ducks a year wow. uh, there's lots lots of ducks and um, it's some pretty good spots so but um yeah with hunting if you want to come over to new zealand and go hunting no no limit it's no license or I, I always say our season is pretty strict it starts on the 1st of january and ends on the 31st of december every year and uh you know you can uh yeah you can go hunting and uh um there's yeah you know it's interesting we've got a lot of deer there's a lot of deer here in new zealand and uh and what kind of but, deer um so we've got about uh seven ugh, and some other wildlife that's appearing <laughs> at the moment um so we got a, a bit, I, th- I think there's seven species. I'm gonna have to think about it, but we've we've got your elk. Uh, we call them wapiti. So uh, they're down in, in one part of New Zealand, uh, primarily, which is fjordland, which is about as close as to Alaska as you're gonna get. Um, and I'd really encourage people have a look on Google and search some images of uh, New Zealand and places like fjordland, uh, which is massive glaciers and you know huge big fjords. And uh, we also have whitetail here. Uh, they are on Stewart Island, um, and and at the very bottom of the uh, South Island, uh, we have red deer, which we're probably most famous for the the red stags. Yes, uh, we have samba deer, which are huge. That they're, they're the sort of size of elk, if not bigger. They're a massive animal. Um, we have rusa deer. We have fallow deer. So what's that? Is that seven or something? It's Close. about seven species. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and look, what New Zealand's famous for and what you'll see the um, in a lot of the hunting magazines and that sort of thing are, the, are these massive red deer. Um, yeah. But I, to be fair, most of those are safari safari park hunting uh, where, you know, you go to a, a farm and you pay $30,000 and you, you they will guarantee you'll shoot a 32-point red stag. Well, let me assure you, a 32-point red stag is not a natural animal you know that's right. just not an animal that's been bred for hunting and you go but there is plenty of uh, public land hunting in new zealand or private land but just normal hunting not where they have animals that have been bred for hunting you know there's lots and lots of wild deer running around um and you know a big red stag you know anything over sort of 12 points is uh you know 12 to sort of 14 16 that's that's a that's a trophy wild animal a true wild animal nice and um yeah, and they're, they're magnificent animals. And, uh, yeah, you can go hunting any day of the week or month you want. Uh, no no season, no license, no limit. Um, You're coming and, right you, into you know, the popular either. time, though. Your fall is right now, isn't it? You're coming into your fall. Yeah, so, 
So we have the, what's called the raw, the red, the red deer raw, and the raw is the rutting season, you know, the mating season, and that's yeah. where the big red stags get uh, pretty wound up, and and that's a huge thing here in New Zealand. Um, lots of lots of hunting available on private land, uh, on public land. So in any of the um, national parks, national forests, conservation areas, you just need to get a permit from the Department of Conservation. It doesn't cost anything. They just want to know how many people are in the in the forests hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you go in there and, and and you hunt, you know. And one, I, I mean, I, I was uh, we have a we have a beach place in a, in the north on the other coast of the uh, North Island, and we were up there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, went out with one of my local mates up there, and and uh, he said, "Oh, should we go for a, should we go for a hunt?" Yeah, sure. And uh, and this will just absolutely horrify some of your listeners, but uh, we went out on dusk, and uh, and his son shot a, 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 a what we call a spiker. I guess you call him a Two point, I think, or so, yeah, you know, space a, a young animal. Um, and he shot that at a right just on dusk, and then uh, then we pulled the spotlight out, and uh, we sp- <laughs> and which is quite legal uh, on private land. Um, you can't spotlight on public land on uh, like a Department of Conservation forest, or right. and that's really around a safety issue because there might be trampers or you know hikers in there, or whatever. But on private land, uh, as long as you're not shooting from a road. If you're on a four by, you know, on a on a on a far, private land, you can spotlight, uh, and there is a lot of deer, and they are oppressed because there is no natural predation in New Zealand. We have we have no bears, we have no what cougars or, or oh, wolves. Well, yeah, nothing, nothing. So nothing um, predates on deer. We also have animals like Himalayan tar, which are a magnificent uh, mountain. Goat, I get a, a cross between a mountain goat and a mountain sheep, as mm-hmm. the name uh, uh, sort of suggests. They come from the Himalayas. Yeah. Um, we have chamois. Uh, we have yeah, these incredible species. And if 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 you are prepared to uh, to to go and you know grab a rifle and go into a, a forest and uh, you can chop her in, you know, helicopter in or pack in, you can go hunting anytime you want. So uh, again, it's um you know it's quite quite different and yet funnily i see far more deer when i'm in the states than i do when i'm in new zealand if you're just driving around in new zealand you won't see a deer and the reason and the reason being is because if some if a deer sticks its head out it gets uh, shot someone... <laughs> so so people go man you must have deer you must see them in your gardens no you never they you know most of them are in bush they're in the forests and uh, but there's a lot of them, but they are, they they are pretty wary because uh, you know when I was in the states, uh, you see them come and walk. You know, if it's not hunting season, they're walking in through people's gardens. And man, if that happened in New Zealand, there'd be a there'd be a barrage of shots going off as uh, yeah as they got shot. So yeah, no, we're pretty fortunate. And you know, a number of officers who have come over here uh, or guys that I've met in the states, you know, some of them have gone on some of those uh, onto some of those safari uh, hunting type things. And look, it's still cool. Yeah. It's an incredible country, and it's not behind the wire or anything. You know, they're, they're massive, big farms, but you know that there's some big animals there, and they have been bred and put there for hunting. Other guys come over and just go, uh, "No, I just want to go and, and hunt." You know, uh, normal hunting like anyone else would be doing, and um, yeah, it doesn't cost them any. You know, there's no that, that's free. You just get over here and. Um, grab a pack and a, a tent or stay in a department of conservation hut and away you go hunting. So nice. yeah, it is, there's lots of deer. In fact, in New Zealand and um, just after World War II, 
the deer the deer population absolutely exploded because it, there was no hunting because everyone's away at war. And um, the government actually set up, they were called the deer colours, and the government employed hundreds of people purely whose job was to shoot deer to keep the population under control. And apparently in the first year they shot three million deer wow. and then they just stopped, they stopped counting. They stopped counting. Um, so, yeah, there is, a, you know, there, there are a lot of deer. There are a lot of deer. And uh, now the government spends, you know, ironically, your, your government agencies spend a lot of money uh, enforcing and protecting deer. The Department of Conservation spends millions of dollars every year um, shooting deer and chamois and tar. They have professional hunters whose job working for the Department of Conservation is to go out and shoot as many deer and goats and tar and chamois as they possibly can because wow. they are because they're an introduced species and we have a you know our our environment, a lot of the native uh, plant species are decimated. The nat native forests get decimated by deer because they're you know the, the forests have evolved over millions of years without having these species there. And right. of course once the deer get into the forests they make a hell of a mess. So um yeah, it's, um, the, the Department of Conservation have just uh, had an aerial shooting program on Himalayan tar in the South Island, and uh, they went up in a matter of a month or so, shot 10,000 tar out of helicopters using, you know, using M4s, and they just shoot them and leave them, which obviously up, upsets the hunting fraternity because these are magnificent animals. They are just the most incredible animals, but... There's just too many of them. Right. There's just too many of them. Yeah, we don't want disease in so, that uh, and everything else that comes with overpopulation. So, uh, no. well, it's too bad. So, it's we, a, need, we need more hunters. <laughs> yeah. Well, and look, the government has said that you know they'll work with hunters, uh, and they'd rather not have to spend millions of dollars shooting deer and, and tar. But we just don't have enough hunters here to do it. Or the the the. I mean, some of the terrain's pretty pretty tough and as i said in some of these places imagine hunting in alaska uh, that's the kind of some of the, the, yes. the areas you're hunting in. and uh it's the only way to really effectively hunt them is with helicopters and they mm -hmm. they have shooters hanging off the sides of these helicopters just uh shooting as many animals as they can wow. so it's a <laughs> it's, it's, it's something it's something we don't have in the u.s that's for sure <laughs> If you guys, so come on down. And you help. guys were a little bit closer. Help us out. <laughs> help us out with your problem. Oh, well, thanks, Brad. I really appreciate you coming back on and sharing the, the hunting uh, aspect of it. So that that's that's great, and uh, talking about that. So, um, so yeah. appreciate it, and uh, we'll do that segment somewhere somehow. Uh, we'll fit it in. <laughs> Sounds good. And hey, look, mate. Uh, try and try and get over here some some stage. You'll. Uh, yeah. Love to show you around and yeah. Yeah, no, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> you might see Sounds me good. and John at the same time, actually. <laughs> Sounds great. Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet.
Listen to the tales and experience of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.